0: Hey fellow fraud fighters! a big welcome to the Sayon Cat and Mouse Show where we'll look to get into the mindset, thinking and learnings of the hardest working group of heroes we know, the fraudfighting professional and on alternative shows we'll dive into the opposite world of current or ex-fraudsters to get a real insight into what's driving them to do what they do and ultimately we'll be trying to best work out who's the real cat and mouse here so, Camille, uh, really, really great to speak to you today. Uh, thank you for coming on. Your reputation precedes you a little bit. Uh, you come with uh, very high and glowing endorsements uh, from other fraud managers who have worked with you in the past. And uh, they mentioned, yeah, just just uh, one of their sharpest um, fraud analysts that they had worked with. And now I see in your history with Green Man Gaming, uh, you've kind of started uh, very much um, learning, I think, the fraud management role from the ground. And over the years, you've kind of been given more responsibility and uh, helped to grow the team, you know, at uh, Green Man Gaming. So, so I think that's the best way to learn, right? Is when you have yeah. that background.
1: Yes, it's ex- exactly the the best way of of learning things just from the beginning, so you actually know where you're coming from and what you already learn as an analyst, and then it's very useful later as a manager and. It's it's very helpful.
0: Yeah, are you still very much hands-on in the role as well? So you're right there on the trenches with the guys. I mean,
1: I'm trying to. Yes, so um, because I'm the first person that business would would ask what's happening in fraud and payments. Mm. So I, I'm trying my best to be as close as as possible to to our fraud analysts and to our fraud trends. So um, we we do have handovers and uh, we we communicate very often on chat and we call each other as well now during during lockdown and working from home so yeah I'm I'm basically hands-on I'm not analyzing and and blocking but I'm I'm still um, trying to be current with with all the trends and what's happening in my That's team. That's cool
0: that, make, that makes a lot of sense you're straddling both roles but of course you kind of need to yeah. know what, what the guys are doing and um, so let's let's take a step back for the audience there um, I'm always curious Um, so you've now spent I think about six years within the kind of Fraud fighting world uh, within uh, Green Man gaming, how did you um, get started into this world? Can you give us a little bit of background there um,
1: so yeah uh, i 've started in uh, customer service, so I was customer service agent and like yeah six years ago, and I found myself sending a lot of questions to our payments team and fraud. There was like one or two agents at the time and manager. And I've been asking them, you, you do um, escalate the tickets that, that are talking about payments and fraud. Normally, you would just escalate the ticket and, and forget about this or then ask later. But I've been constantly asking on, on the chat, talking to, to agents to give me more background and what they're doing after with those tickets or with, with those usernames. So I was very curious from the beginning. And then one day there was just opening in the, in the fraud team. And I applied, and then I, I went through through normal interview. And yeah, this is how my story starts in, in fraud and payments. I started as a junior analyst. Then I went from uh, regular senior, and now I had the opportunity to to lead the team as a manager.
0: Cool, nice. Uh, what, what does the team look like at Greenman Gaming? Like, is there many uh, analysts in the team?
1: Uh, we've got five, six analysts it's online shop so we have business open 24 hour seven so we're trying to to be online most of the times during the day and weekends so there's no times that we don't cover
0: well six years is a a really good tenure nowadays what's the main reason why you stay in that kind of space
1: every day is different Hmm. I, i bet that it's in every fraud and payments team in any company that. This is where you stay. You, 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 you never get bored because fraud is always evolving. So you need to be evolving and logging in tomorrow. I'm not, I, I don't know what's going to happen. If we're going to have a lot of fraud or is it' going to be quiet or is there going to be some issue with payment stuff? It's not like just nine to five job that you go in the office and after five, you're done. You just need to keep an eye on everything all the time. I think the second thing is my team. I've been with the team for five years. I know them and they know me. So, and they are my, my motivation as well. So I'm, I'm trying to, my best to be good leader for them. And then I think that works both ways.
0: Yeah, brilliant. That, yeah. I mean, and especially that team is kept consistent over what you say, like yeah, that, exactly. five years, that core team, that, that's lots yeah. of knowledge then you guys must have built, right? Through, yeah. through hard-earned experience, I, I imagine.
1: we we do have new new heads throughout those six years but and then someone went went on maternity leave and everything Mm. like that but yeah we still kept the the core people there and yeah that's the really good part of of my job as well.
0: I'm curious to get your thoughts on how how much do you think Camille is fighting fraud effectively through that kind of experience that you just pick up you know through many countless hours of being an expert and doing that role day in, day out versus, say, I guess someone newer into the industry, how do they go about picking up some of those frameworks, those ways of thinking, especially in your world where the fraud changes, (laughs) you know, so dramatically as well?
1: I mean, I had a little bit better position maybe because there were already two analysts when I started. Hmm. So I feel that I learned the best from them So basically shadowing and asking as many questions as possible without being annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just, just being curious naturally. And I think that's, that's the way it worked for me on my team. I'm trying to, to tell them, even the, the senior people on my team, I'm trying to always keep telling them, ask questions because yeah our fraud payments everything is evolving and you should too so if you have questions we know each other so just ask questions on 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 chat or anywhere or during team meeting so be open and that's how how we learned that's how i learned that's the main idea of
0: learning fraud i would say so so if i get that correctly curiosity is an important part and this is this is good because I guess some of the audience will be thinking about setting up um, a fraud team for the first time and with someone you know, that's had six years of experience and seeing what works at least well in your kind of little view of the world. Um, curiosity is important. What, what mm-hmm. other kind of maybe key traits, and perhaps you've done this yourself when you are interviewing for fraud uh, members to join your team, what kind of key things have you, do you feel are important um, traits that you want to look for if you're bringing on a new team member?
1: I think that there is one very important thing that i think most of us in in my team look for when we when we look for another agent we usually say it it's the thing or the eye the feeling yeah it's it's hard to learn that it's not impossible but it's hard to to teach and learn we are looking for someone who who picks up trends patterns who has this detailed oriented eye so we have a few tests like few minute tests during the interviews or, or when we want to see if someone actually sees what, what we see. So we, we give them um, a few of the, of the orders or similar, something that, that they might tie together to see the trend or to see similarities. I don't know, it might be same countries or different currencies with different countries. So or the, if their currency doesn't match car, uh, country, something, something like that, that fraud team member would really quickly catch. Even if they don't see everything, but they see something, that means that they have this thing, this eye. So it's better to, if if you already have it, and I think that's what I had at the beginning. What my manager saw and uh, what the other two agents saw when I started asking those questions, because maybe I've already started seeing those patterns, trends, some odd things. No one plans to be in fraud, <laughs> in payments team. I mean, payments team, okay, yeah, but with fraud, there's no, there's no degree. There are some courses right now, but you you basically start from being an analyst or being curious and then you actually find that it's very interesting and then you you go to that and you just start to discover new world basically because you've never heard of i don't know fraud in um, food delivery companies or Mm. you don't really know how how fraud looks like in airlines and like gaming industry you don't really know that so if you are inside you you can ask questions to your colleagues how how their fraud looks like and this podcast that's the aim for for that as well for me to see what are the other fraud trends and and types of fraud people have in other companies
0: yeah this is a classic thing right and i think good communities like mrc does as well it's trying to encourage that cross and knowledge, sharing, fertilization, whatever uh, cliche you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. But it's essentially everyone's in their little silos uh, of their business and they're so busy day in day out. But when they pop the head up, they realize, you know, this happens across the board, right? Fraudsters aren't limited to verticals. <laughs> they are they are attacking any yeah. weak point and they move. They move from one to the other, to the other, oftentimes in the same hour, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a real
0: agnostic element. So, so I, think that's, I think that's really uh, key there. Um, do you think there's kind of core principles, if you like, within fraud fighting that you can take? Doesn't matter what vertical you're in, what sector you know, whether they are selling video games, whether you're selling books or airline tickets. Do you, do you think there's some core principles then that you find are are fairly are fairly uh, universal?
1: I mean, I'm not sure. Might be the same aim. So you you obviously you don't want fraud on your shop, on your site, and in your business because that means losing money and it's always about trends and patterns because mm. usually from my experience fraudsters are attacking in groups or you using patterns or bots so i think that there's the patterns that might be the the common thing in all the all the fraud and payments right. teams it's always a human behind that so it's always gonna evolve and maybe they they know that they. They being spotted as as trends, so now they are trying to mix blend with with normal customers every fraud team and fraud uh, member they just need to find them
0: yeah any particular memorable ones, Camille, that kind of jump out at you that uh, you remember dealing with spotting or thinking hey that's particularly clever
1: um I think I, I I've got few if 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 I had to to remember, but i I remember there was one really long term trend like usually they might stop for 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 some for some time and then we we might come back and review if they're if they are coming back and and trying again but some of them might just try once or twice and then leave our shop for months and then come back and then because of your memory you might be like oh i think this is the same guys that that we had like four months ago and they're still trying the same the same product or the same country or the, the something similar that that we that we pick up and and see that this is this is the same trend basically so and this this goes to to one of my one of my tips that you should never delete your your fraud rules straight away because they might come back so you should always keep some kind of copy of your s- system that stops current trends we sometimes uh try to verify them by asking for for some kind of uh id or or something that that's going to just show that it's a real customer and a real person one time there was one country with with different accounts but they kept sending the same same things same documents or same pictures and they they obviously changed the name on on the on those things but it, it looked so fake they actually wrote were writing in so you would you would think that they they would just try and if they they can't get through they would just go away but they were very persistent they were they were actually going through customer service creating a ticket saying oh i can't get through why and like that that was that was like wow that gives an idea that they have time to do that as well. Like they, they have time to create it and to speak to customer service to actually show that they are real customers. But then one one of the ways is to know that it's, it was fraud is that you get chargeback afterwards.
0: If, like you said, I mean, clearly the identities are different. Probably the metadata is different and IP and location and all the kind of signals. And that's mm-hmm. the easy stuff to kind of change. But your, Expertise comes from having seen hundreds, thousands of transactions and then saying, hey, that looks kind of, it might remind you of mm. those particular ones you saw, like you said, a couple of months ago. Yeah, from, from the previous ones. <laughs> and the thing in common is that bit of uh, maybe dodgy id that they've sent as some sort of um step up authentication to you Mm -hmm. but you something in your mind just remembers
1: also that the thing that i was talking about Mm -hmm. and you you see that now after after hearing those stories that this is what you either get or or learn or you you have it already so you remember those those traces
0: it's it's interesting because we uh, as an industry with tech we are trying to catch up stay abreast my personal thoughts, and it's ironic coming from me, <laughs> it's, uh, mm. you know, we're always slightly behind is my bias <laughs> mm. it, because because you're fighting against human ingenuity, uh, which, mm. you know, is very creative at the end of the day. H- how much do kind of things like um, your own kind of tool stack, does that help your team? Because you'd hope that at least some point of it is to take that heavy lifting off the human.
1: That's a hard question to answer. It's yes and no, because on one hand our fraud is very fast paced i think it's mainly because it's a digital product mm. so there is no delivery time there's, the delivery is instant so there is not really time to wait until ai picks the patterns because by this time we might be already in trouble so i i feel that the the human eye is still way better it it goes in the re- really good um, direction, but it's still not there. It's still not human eye. It still doesn't have this thing. Obviously, it does help. Yeah, and everything from seeing the real IP, the trying to VPN or use other tools to to change the country, the the location, to tamper with with the browser and everything. That's that's good to know and. Those tools they give us this this information and this data. You you can't just have a bunch of orders and 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 that's it without any data behind that, or just I don't know product and username and that's it. You just need to have a little bit more to 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 spot those because yeah, fraudsters are evolving and we need to do that as well.
0: It's funny. The more I ask this of our guests, I realize that the question's very loaded <laughs> because. Mm. I'm speaking to a fraud fighting professional, right? So, mm. so clearly um, there is the acknowledgement that the human intelligence and experience uh, still trumps. Of course, that's why, um, mm. you know, we humans do the role we do. Um, so it's kind of loaded towards uh, maybe maybe that answer. The, the thing that's, you know, particularly interesting, actually, um, is in your particular space where it's insta delivery, it's video games. How does a business look at it from a risk point of view? Because... Technically, it's a digital product, right? Um, it's a slightly different dynamic. So, does that mean that you guys view kind of risk in quotations a bit different from, say, would you imagine another business which had a physical good that they've shipped out?
1: I mean, I don't think so. It's still something that we take money for, we pay for it. It's basically still ends up as a number being being lost um, maybe with physical products you've got a little bit of time to check you can be less risky you you can you still have this time to to assess uh, this risk whereas we don't have it so it's either black or white if it's okay then the, the customer gets the, the, the game and that's it we can't just hold the money and not give your digital product because yeah that's not how it works <laughs>
0: So so in those six years then, like up to this point, would you share with the audience maybe any things that you've learned the hard way? Any kind of mistakes that you feel like you've learned from that might be useful to someone entering in, you know, into their fraud fighting kind of career? For me, it's the teamwork. So
1: you need to have a really good team and believe in them and uh, trust them as well. Whereas someone is, is taking care of uh, of fraud for, for a few hours, you need to trust them that they're doing the best job they can to stop fraud. Learn from them as well. So that's the second thing. I started as from, from asking questions and I'm not going to stop. Even as a manager, I, I still want to ask questions and I still want them to ask questions uh, either between themselves or they can ask me. I feel that this is how we going to learn anyway so there's gonna be new tools there's gonna be new payment methods this is how you you learn I can I can ask questions to our PSP managers account managers and then my question's gonna gonna go to to my team so this is how we learn and now especially because we are not next to each other in the office that's even more vital I feel that even on the chat or quick Quick call on 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 slack or or whatever you use, I mean sometimes you might be annoying just <laughs> asking so you need to know where when to stop. It's not like I'm, I'm I'm just asking questions from nine to five to to my to my team but then um yeah I, I I do like when everyone is involved and and team meetings and any any issue that we have. I would like uh, to ask everyone uh, everyone um for their opinion This goes again to this thing. Maybe someone sees something weird in, in transaction that I don't see. So, you know, if, if I was just one analyst, I would, for example, not close this account, but someone sees some, some pattern that I don't. And, oh, they already maybe closed some, something similar and they know something that I don't know. I bet fraudsters, they they collaborate as well. So we need to do the same or they're doing that because we do the same. I don't know which which way it goes. Maybe it's just a circle.
0: Um, But yeah. We spend a a decent amount of time um, with uh, research analysts inside um, a couple of forums uh, uh, on the other side, if you like. Uh, And so we have a couple of uh, kind of intel points there. And it blows my mind how open that is, I think, the, the biggest difference with, with um, kind of art this side of the fence versus the other side of the fence. The other mm. side of the fence, it's adopting an open source culture to knowledge sharing. The, mm. the docs they have, um, where it's as specific as this merchant has these particular velocities, this is what to try. It's just, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it's all real-time sharing, you know, the alternative of Slack or some of these other <laughs> legit tools yeah, that we exactly. all use. Um, so it's like, it's it's super collaborative from their side. I, I would say that's clearly the thing I always think breaks down a little bit on our side, which we're trying to get better at, obviously, mm. but it's not as slick uh, as uh, on the other side. <laughs> which... Yeah,
1: I guess. Although you, they need to kind of hide as well, anti-fraud <laughs> side, uh we do have organization mrc that is trying to build this community of payments and fraud specialists that you actually can ask questions so as i said we ask questions within the team but for example bigger organization it's just like one big team that you can ask questions so i feel that that's that's, that's the good um point for the future to make more those kind of communities that you can Join in and many other forums that you can join in ask questions, or you can also ask questions anonymously. I feel that that if you have any opportunities to join those 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 communities or to to broaden your horizons in a in a in a fraud and payments industry, then go for it, take any opportunity to talk with other merchants or uh providers like fraud and and payments providers but all the fraud teams as well.
0: You mentioned that a little bit earlier on in the session around uh, you know, new tools, etc. I'm curious, uh, and this is one for the vendors to, to open their ears to, <laughs> as someone experienced in fraud fighting, um, is there something that you wish somebody had invented that would really help you guys out uh, do a better job day by day?
1: Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really hard question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if there was something that I can tell you, then I should start building it, or <laughs> someone already might have this idea, so I've never heard of that i like I said a i and machine learning is going somewhere; it's still not as as good as as human eye, but then on the other hand, if machine learning for us is gonna be perfect then there's going to be the same for fraudsters. They're going to have the same tools or even better tools. So if we're going to make machine learning stop all the fraud, then they're going to make fraud with machine learning as well. <laughs> so it's just going to end up as like, I don't know, machine war. Um, the tool that is as close to human eye or to to find trends or get as much data as as you can behind the transaction that's one of the tools that I would like to have. There might be something for payment providers, which they can somehow stop the payment for, for some time or like, I don't know, like to to yeah to, <laughs> to stop it from becoming a chargeback after
0: many months or something. Um, There's an idea, a payment provider that, that uh, didn't actually send the off and settle or maybe they offed and they took the risk and then they decide yeah. <laughs> in a couple of I months mean, to settle. <laughs> Something yeah, crazy exactly. like that. <laughs> but
1: then, then they, should have, they, they need to have some kind of very sophisticated fraud tool that <laughs> they're going to just take the liability. The other side is the community. So working on the, on the tools that the whole community can, can use at the same time. There are already many, many vendors or, or companies that start community within the, the fraud teams and payment teams, so they can share their database of trusted uh, accounts. So basically, they they create a community of good people that you can verify your customer with. It's not like um, it's a new technology. It's just something that that's going to evolve and should be evolving. Because, yeah, one side is, is tools and machine learning. The other side is just community and questions.
0: The title of our podcast is uh, mm. Cat and Mouse. And so I kind of leave uh, with this kind of question. In the world of fraud fighter versus uh, fraudster, who do you consider the cat and the mouse, Camille? I would
1: say fraudsters are the mouse usually. But it's like maybe Tom and Jerry. Sometimes they just run after each other or in a circle so you might yeah you might cut one trend so you you becoming a, a cat in this in this relationship that you all finally caught something but that there's maybe another mouse or someone else chasing you again so i think it's just a circle of of cat and mouse just running Round and, and round other. and round yeah exactly
0: <laughs> great well Camille thank you so much for your time really great to hear your thoughts and uh re- really pleased to hear you fighting fraud so effectively um and yeah we lo- uh, love speaking to you there yeah thank you for having me thank you so much for tuning into this week's show at Seon, our whole startup is 100% focused on helping you the hard-working fraud manager fight fraud with tools that are intuitive fully complement your existing roost tech stack check out our website where you can get started on a free trial and be up and running in 30 seconds or less